Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Dafyomi. We are now in the Nidarim Perak Bet. At the beginning of Perak Bet, Dafyud Kimmel Amud Bet. And the first Mishnah, we're really reading the first half of the first Mishnah. Ve'elamutarim, the following are invalid Nidarim, meaning that they are, do not hold and the result is that the thing is permissible. Chulin she'ochalach. What I'm eating to you should be considered like chulin. Kibasar chazir. Chazer kivodavodat kochavim, like idolat, like an idol, keorot levuvin, which are staked pelts, which they used to use to, to offer to avodazara, kinevelotu trefot, right? Those are animals that we're not allowed to eat. Kishkatsir masim, those are species that we're not allowed to eat. Kechalat aron mechujumato that we saw dealt with earlier, chala or truma, which we non kohanim are not allowed to eat. Mutar, that's valid. Why? What's the basic principle? As I point out on the page, which has the Rambam's Parish Mishnayot, and a very, as always, illuminative uh, introduction to the topic, a person who wants to associate something um, as uh, prohibited by a nether, by associating with another thing, has to associate with the Varhani door, with something which can be made prohibited via a nether via an oral expression, not because it was already prohibited by God. So therefore, if you say, this is to me like Chazer, Chazer is already prohibited to God. What you're saying is meaningless. If you want to say, this is to me like a Corbin, well, after all, a Corbin is something that you can, with your own expression, uh, create a whole series of uh, Isurim and, and ramifications, and therefore it works. So these things are all Devar Hasur. Good. Haomer um, Ishto. So kind of an uh, offline from this. If a man says to his wife, Hare at ima, I'm regarding you like my mother, who's of course Asur Midoraita. We'll talk about Pitchenidarim later on, but we find basically but we find another way of releasing him from the Neder, Shalaika Roshalakh. Sounding as if really this statement is meaningless. It's a silly statement. However, we don't treat it that way, and we say to him, you know, it's a very severe nadir, and we find him some other way to release him so that his wife is mutar to him, but he, though he should not be loose with nadarim. Now, the Gemara immediately addresses, Tama damar chulin she'ochalach. The, the Mishnah said that if you say chulin she'ochalach, then that's an invalid nadir. Ha'amar lechulin she'ochalach, so if you added the word lachulin she'ochalach, it's, like, it's not chulin, then, mashma lochul in Haviela Korman, and it's valid. So, mani matnitin, ira meyer halit le michal avatashomayahin. It can't be remeyer. In other words, what we're doing is reading chulin sheochalach as being an example of an invalid hatfasa. However, if you added the word lachulin, then it would be a valid hatfasa. That can't be remeyer because remeyer doesn't say that we read inverted inferences. El or abihuda must be rabihuda. I know Reisha, Rabbi Yehuda already said the same thing in an earlier Mishnah. We defined it as being Rabbi Yehuda. So answer number one is, Since they were giving a whole list of things that are invalid, they added Chulin in, which we already know was invalid, but it belongs to this list. That's answer number one. Ravina Amar, Ravina gave a different answer. Don't read Chulin Shochalach at the beginning of the Mishnah as being another member of the list. At rather, ve'elu mutarin kechulin. In other words, read the Mishnah parsh as follows. Not ve'elu mutarin, colon, and now here's a list, but rather ve'elu mutarin kechulin, colon, and now here's a list if you said kebasar chazir, which means that chulin is now not part of a formula, 
but rather is our consequence that we are granting to such nedarim. Uh, what, and if you didn't say that word, if you just said Elmutarin, we would think somehow that you, the nedar is valid and you have to go to a chacham to get it uh, repealed. How could you even think such a thing? Look at the end of the Mishnah, the end of our half of the Mishnah. Only in the case when a fellow says, you are to me like my mother, do we have to find some other way to be matter the nether? Obviously, the cases in the first part of the Mishnah, etc., we don't have to ask at all. We have to go back to our first answer. Ravina has been rejected. And we still go back to the first answer, which is that Chulin is on the list. Not that Chulin is the definition of the status of this thing, but Chulin is on the list. And it's on the list because it fits on the list, even though it was already taught. Now, in Hanimili, how do we know this general principle? The famous Pasuk, the one that's on the page, if a man takes an oath to God, a vow to God, which means that he has to, which means that he has to take a vow associating it with something that can be vowed. You know, you have to say, this is like, and then the thing that you're creating the, the association with has to be, so then you should be able to also associate with after all, it says, Kiyidor Neder or Laesor Isar. So that should mean Davar Hasur. No, Laesor Isar, and then the Brighta that we already saw two daf ago, I said, What is this Isur Laesor Isar? And that is to tether it to something that was Davar Hanidor, not Davar Hasur. Okay. Now, we had at the end of our half of the Mishnah, if a man says to his wife, You are considered to me like my mother which is, of course, a silly statement, we said that you have to f- solve it, but release him by, by some other means, right? Or minu. So we have a, a, a bright that says that if a man says to his wife, you are considered to be like the flesh of my mother or the flesh of my sister, or like orla klaya kerem, two things which are forbidden to eat or can benefit from, loamar klum. You said nothing. And Lomar Klum, the implication is that you don't need to ask it and have it released at all. It's just a silly statement. And if so, then how does that reconcile with our Mishnah that says that we, that we, we do make sure that you have to, that you do ask, just to make sure you don't have a loose uh, uh, attitude towards Nidarim? So, we have two answers. I'm Rabbi Lomar Klum That statement that said Lomar Klum means inher- in, inherently, essentially, you haven't said anything. As the Mishnah indicates, you do need Shela to make sure that you don't act like uh, lightly towards Nidarim. Rava disagrees. Lomar Klum really means Lomar Klum. You didn't say anything, you don't have to ask. That's referring to if a Taman Chacham makes it. But our Mishnah, where it says you do need to ask to make sure that you don't lead the, or you aren't lenient and loose about Nidarim, that's if an Amaretz took such an editor. Viatanya, and I have support for that. If you take a neder and say, I'm, it's really a shua, by the Torah, then lo amar klum. Rabbi Yochanan said, yeah, you don't, you don't, uh, you don't really say anything, but nonetheless, you have to ask a chacham. But if it's Taman Chacham, you don't have to ask. So we see that there is a distinction between how we relate to an Amaharetz taking a neder, which inherently is not a neder, but we want to enforce 
some formal she'ilah in order for him to realize that he should be more serious about them. And at Tamar Chacham, in the parallel case, we say, you know, it's not a netter, go home. And we see that with Hanoda B'Torah, which we're going to look at now uh, in, in greater detail. Uh, and so therefore we apply it and say that it must be the same thing here, that if a Tamar Chacham says, we know that he knows that it's nothing, and that he's simply trying to say something to confuse his wife for whatever reason, as opposed to Amharitz, who may be thinking that it's valid, and when he finds out it's val- invalid, he will then treat Nadarim lightly. Now, Tanya, Hanoda B'Torah, Lomar Klum. If a person takes a ned there, really it's a shvuah. Take a look at the Ran here, it's really a shvuah, where he says, I swear by the Torah that I will not do whatever, or will do, or did do, or whatever. Lomar klum, then it's nothing. But if you say, I am taking an oath by what's written in the Torah, then then it's a valid shvuah. What if you mix them and say, I'm taking an oath by what it, by it and what's written in it, then then it's valid also. Now, once you have the second clause, which is that you say, I'm taking an oath by what's written in the Torah, that's valid. Certainly, if you take an oath by it and what's written in it, it's going to be valid. So we have three answers. If the Torah is literally sitting on the ground, it means it's not in your hands. It's on a shelf, it's on a, it's on a bookcase. As opposed to if you're holding it in your hands. And the way that the Rav Nachman's reading it is the first two cases, when you said, I'm taking an oath by the Torah, that's invalid. But if you say, I'm taking an oath by what's written in it, it's valid. That's when it's sitting on the ground or it's not in your hands. But when you hold it up, then if you say, Ba'uv mashkatuv ba, then it's valid. And we'll see why. Machtal, uh, or when it's sitting on the ground, Date Agvili, referring to the margins, when you say, I'm by the Torah. But if you pick it up in your hands, then you're referring to the Azkarot. And therefore, when you said you're really referring to the to the name, mentions of God's name. That's answer one. It's always talking about a case where it's not in your hands. It's teaching you that even though it's not in your hands, once you said, taking a, I'm taking an oath by what it says in it, it's valid, and you really don't have to teach the third one. In other words, even though it's not in your hands when you say, I'm taking an oath by what's written in the Torah, then that's valid. And the third case, is really kind of unnecessary. A third answer, the whole case talking about where you're holding it in your hands. Since you're holding it, even though you only said, I'm um, I'm taking an oath by it. So in other words, the first case is when it's on the on the ground. You said I'm taking an oath by the Torah. It's meaningless. In the second or third cases, we're talking about a case where you had it in your hands, and since you if you just said I'm taking an oath by the Torah, it's as if you said by what's written in it. So the third the third part of the Mishnah is not really another example of what you said, but it's the consequence. If you said ba, when you're holding your hands, it's as if you said mashkatu ba. Alright. Hashem, we will pick up at the, uh, in, with the next Mishnah, or the next half of the first Mishnah, Konam Shani Hashem, in the next podcast. Everyone should have a wonderful day.